a letter to the New York Post. The worst piece of paper on the East Coast. Matter of fact, the whole state. 40 cents in New York City, 50 cents elsewhere. It makes no goddamn sense at all. And welcome to Tim and Tom Talk Tabloids, a.k.a. Gossipman. Gossipman. We are Gossipman this week. Tim, uh, th- wh- I don't know why we got to talking about this this week, but we were reminiscing about live with Regis and Kathy Lee, later Regis and Kelly, later Kelly and Michael, currently Kelly and Ryan. Did I get them all? I think so. There were some like guest hosts in there, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm interim. talking about the title of the show. Yeah. I mean, the title of the show, uh, the title of the show is live with an exclamation point. Can you explain maybe for people that aren't aware of what this show is, what it is? It's a morning television program Mm. that seems like it should be a local show. It started out as one, but it's a national show. Started out as a New York only show. And it started out in what, like the early 90s? No, mid-80s. Oh, the mid-80s. Yeah. It's Regis Philbin, mm-hmm. a broadcaster. Um, you might you know, know from uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, and Kathy Lee Gifford. I thought currently... you were going to pretend that you don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> currently on the Today Show? I, I believe so. The, the, Kathy like, Lee six... and Hoda. Yeah. And they would... Sit. It was. It was a show where it was, it was a daytime talk show. It, but it was on at like nine in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So it was a morning talk show. And they would come out. There was no monologue or anything. No. These two people would sit there. There would be a bunch of newspapers in front of them. They'd kind of flip through the newspaper. Well, they would make... talk about like their own lives for a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes, it... if they had like stuff to yeah, share, yeah, or just like. And then and then a guest would come out and they'd interview the guest. But like sometimes it was just like this person is a soap opera actor because like there weren't a lot of things that filmed in New York and it filmed it in, right. In and this also it it was live, so they would have to get somebody to be on a talk show at like nine in the morning where it's like I have work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm busy making the thing that yeah. I. Anyway, why are we doing this this week, Tom? Because uh, it's uh, it's a palate cleanser week. It's palate cleanser week. Is and this is is this going as? Is this what you wanted it to be? I I had considered a bunch of different ideas. I was considering having a a game show called "This Is Your Wife," <laughs> or "You Bet Your Wife." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would not have enjoyed that, I bet. Yeah, I didn't even really know what it meant. I didn't even know what it would be. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to try and do a game show because that's Tim's thing. He does the booksman air. Does it really well. So much that you begged me, hey, can we bring that out from behind the paywall? And I said, I don't think that's fair to the paying customers. And you were like, no, it's so good. Everybody should The world needs to hear this. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how that conversation went. Um, So I was like, well, what else can we do? And then I was thinking of things that are like too high concept. Like what? I was like, should we do like a fiction (laughs) podcast? Should I like write a script? Should I find some stories for me and Tim to read? Some some short stories? What are you talking about? You were going to... Exactly. That, you didn't think any of this I, stuff. You had no idea. I'm saying it, so obviously I did but think like, of it. Should I write some stories? That's as far as it got. Yeah, I know. You didn't think about that. I spent hours crafting Who no, Wants to Be a Booksman. I swear to God, honestly, like last night, I was like... Uh, had a panic attack. I about didn't it. have a panic attack, but I was anxious about How it. How do I live up to what I, Tim has, has? Well, I had trouble sleeping because because I was like, even if I do a talk show thing or a uh, quiz show type thing, I'm like, well, I can't do it about the books we've already read. Again, Tim's just done that. Mm-hmm. But then unrelated to all this, we were talking about how weird it is that there is a show called Live. We're like a big part of the show is just they leaf through the newspapers for the day and just talk about the stories of the day. And actually, I've seen they they do this, at least in England. When we've been over in England, I've seen shows like at night 
where it's like, here's all like tomorrow's newspapers. Ooh, they get the scoop. Yeah, here's what's going to happen in the future. Here's tomorrow's lottery numbers. Even. When we when we had that show, it was called Early Edition, and it starred <laughs> Coach Eric Taylor. Um, do you remember that show, Tom? I I do. I never saw it, but I do remember it. A man, it was on CBS, a man got the newspaper the night before, and he saw all the news that was going to happen, and I think it had a Christian angle to it because everything like touched yeah, by an angel or, or, was a Yeah, it pick. at least had like a feel good type. Yeah, like. It was like chicken soup for the soul, the right. TV show. Yeah. Um, now, do you, did you ever watch that show? No. I like, I'm curious, like, was there ever an episode where he's like, I'm going to stay up all night and find out who's delivering this paper? Probably not. It probably didn't really get into like the sci-fi elements no. of what was happening. Was that show on during, did that happen, did it go off the air because of 9-11? Because it was just like. Why didn't he do something? Yeah, he got the newspaper and he didn't do anything. I mean, that's the weird thing about that situation. That's like, well, you're going to come across a lot of shit that you're not going to be able to do anything about. Yeah. And if you even try, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be like locked up. And then the next day when that thing does happen. They're going to ship you off to some fucking shipping container in a black site <laughs> and just torture the hell out of you to try and, you know, uh, determine how you knew how you were involved. I mean, I think that's what the show is about. He how was frequently taken to CIA black sites. No, like, how do you do this right without everybody? Thinking what are the logistics? You're causing of, the problem. Yeah. What are the logistics of? Preventing bad things from happening, mm -hmm. um, like because like that's the big thing. It's just like, it, like the big joke is like if you went out, if you went back and killed baby Hitler, people would be like, "Why'd you kill that baby?" Right? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what the, that would make it for an interesting show. I think that would make more for an interesting movie. Right. I don't know if weekly, it's like a replicatable. Yeah. Uh, you know, week or in maybe and week out. he learns as he goes. Fisher Stevens was in the show. Christy Swanson, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was in it. She's like a, a like a right wing maniac she's, nowadays. She's an absolute maniac. Yeah. Um, she seems cool. She's married to Lloyd Eisler since 2009 and has one child. You know who I was surprised? I was looking into their uh, celebrity where I was like, I'm curious what this person's private life is like. And I was I was very surprised. Uh, Christopher Lloyd has been married five times now. <laughs> really? Right. Doesn't that strike you as like, oh, I figure he's a guy that's like, oh, he got married in the 70s and like. You know, has like a very quiet home life. Yeah. He's a normal guy. No. Uh, you know what? Also from like a, like a, I think like a real fucking like, like so rich that it's like a secret family. Like a family that came over on the Mayflower. Like originally very rich. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget what else was in there, but there was, there were a few other. Oh, his like. His grandfather or great grandfather was one of the founders of uh, Texaco. Oh, okay. So it's like that, like, oh, this family has like money hidden around the world. And like they they're that old rich where it's like, don't make too much of a fuss because then people will realize we're actually some of the richest people in the world. Right. Um. Do you find it hard to root for people, no matter how talented they are, when you know they were born like a multi-billionaire? And is that fair? Um, yes and no, because like Julia Louise Dreyfus is uh, like an heir to a uh, huge fortune. Yeah, the Dreyfus uh, fortune. The yeah. Richard Dreyfus fortune. Um, <laughs> but But how can you not like her? Exactly. You know, and then also you think like, well, she's that fucking rich. Why is she working so hard? Why for the love of the game? Exactly. But and that's what that's where you. She does it all for free, from what I understand. But that's where you have to be like, no, all right, this person's very talented and very hardworking, and obviously they could have just like 
dicked around and done nothing with their life and it it wouldn't have really even dented how rich they are. I mean, actually, she's made a lot of money off off uh, the three television shows she's starred in. You're a big fan of the new adventures of old Christine. Right? I'm not, but my parents love that show. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's fantastic because she's never bad in anything she's in. And that was like a CBS comedy, right? Mm-hmm. CBS. So, it's probably on the, some of this, maybe the same night as early edition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe like a little corny, a little family friendly, but I'm sure she still yeah. killed it. And, and she was on with- the show Beep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. About cars, about traffic. Yeah. Um, and same thing with Christopher Lloyd. Christopher, I mean, the reason why I was thinking about him was he just did like some Rick and Morty promos, yeah. like live action version, because that's like who that character is based on. But it's like I this, hadn't noticed. Yeah, but it's like this guy's fucking eighty-eight years old. What? <gasps> the same uh, miles per hour as a DeLorean? <laughs> exactly. Pretty soon he's gonna blast off into uh, who knows where <laughs> the ground. <laughs> but it's like this guy doesn't need to be working. You know, and like surely he didn't get paid like a fortune for uh, uh, an adult swim. I mean, Rick and Morty is a huge thing, but still like an adult swim live action promo. I mean, that's the and thing. He, and he does a bunch of shitty things, too. Well, that's that makes me respect him less, I think. Yeah. Because sometimes I see him in like some real yeah. junky shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like if you weren't doing it for the money... What were you doing this for? It wasn't for the artistic. I mean, maybe it's just like you know, uh, some people are workaholics. Where it's he just did like this I just want to work. Game that was uh, a pale imitation of Roger Rabbit. It was in like the late nineties. Oh 90s, yeah, tune something. Yeah, it was about like cartoon, like yeah, a yeah. man getting sucked into the cartoon yeah. world or something. Mm. It's like. Look, it was a CD-ROM game in <laughs> yeah. 1997. If you weren't doing that for the money, like if you have a billion dollars in the bank, yeah, I I'm judging you from for doing this that rather than going to Kauai and sitting in a fucking chair and looking at the ocean. You know what though? I think some actors, and especially somebody like him that's been around for so long, I bet that he's like hey you know when i was in like back to the future and when i was in taxi uh i thought those were gonna be bullshit i thought those were gonna be awful and i did it anyway and uh, like who am i to judge i don't know so i just do whatever comes across and you know it it hasn't served me wrong yet yeah i've been in some stinkers but like whatever I like working, and then every once in a while, I'm in something that becomes like, you know, a, a fucking pop culture touchstone. So, Tom, we're behind a paywall. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> uh, I'm not taking my clothes off. <laughs> hey, why don't you uh, take your time? I'm off trying to turn into 1994 Howard Stern. <laughs> um, I really like Christopher Lloyd. I really uh-huh. like Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. The film Nobody. Uh huh. You see that movie? Yeah, yeah. That movie sucks. I know you didn't like it. Oh, I hated that movie. I, I, I couldn't have liked that movie less than I liked it. All right. Why does this have to do with us being behind a paywall? Because like Bob Odenkirk won't listen to this. No, I just feel like uh, that's a thing that you can't say without people being like, "Oh no, the the movie's great," and like Bob Odenkirk is great. I understand why you didn't like it. It's just like two like guys doing like it's like Bob Odenkirk and Christopher Lloyd, two of my favorite guys. Yeah, and like doing none of the things that I like them for. Yeah, that's that's true. It's I like, get that. Oh, cool. Ultra violence. Cool. All right. I see. Oh, gun violence, too. A lot of gun violence. Well, and you can't see that in just any movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I told you I saw that movie Pig recently with uh, mm. with Nicolas Cage. I feel like Pig and Nobody were both billed as like, this is like John Wick. And it's like, eh, not really. I mean, it's just very violent. <laughs> yeah. Was Pig very violent? Um. Yeah, there there are some like pretty yeah, 
some like I, I don't mean, like not violence like, anymore. Not like, like I used to be able to watch like, like murder and stuff, but like people getting the shit kicked out of them in like very realistic ways that make you uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I like John Wick because it's stylized, like because mm. it's just not grounded. You showed me a thing where like John Wick, the hero, walks in and like <laughs> shoots like fifteen people point blank in the yeah, skull, and they were all bad, Tim. Yeah, I don't know. If he hadn't done that, those men would have killed you. Me? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, Tim. He's a hero. He Holy was looking out. shit! I didn't realize he was looking out for you. I mean, the movie takes place in New York City. Holy shit! I thought and it was Los Angeles. And it's a bunch of like Russian oh. mobsters who are probably you like know, they want to kill the yeah, shit out of me. Let's let's find men with uh, glasses and beard to uh, steal all oh. these things and cut his insides out. You did it for me. I do not want to get my insides cut out by yeah. a Russian mobster. Yeah. Why do you like, feel comfortable we'll, doing that accent, Tom? <laughs> we will do it unless we are shot in head. Even if we are shot in extremities, we will still find a way to take these things Sometimes from John Wick shot a man a couple times in the abdomen and then shot him in the head. And it's like, why? You don't need to do all three. Well, sometimes it's like the abdomen was an easier shot in the moment, but then as the guy's gripping his guts as they fall out of his body, he's exposing his head. So in a lot of ways, he's doing them a favor, Tim. He's putting them out of their misery. Mm -hmm. You want to read these newspapers or what? (laughs) Yeah. So, Tim, let me me start off by telling you about, holy shit, my fucking... You pitched this to me, and I'm going to go out and buy a bunch of magazines. Yeah. And they're going to be gossip magazines, tabloid yeah. magazines, and we're going to go through them. Last and night, that's not what happened. You li- handed me a newspaper. <laughs> Literally last night, I'm laying in bed. Like I told you, I was anxious about this. And I'm thinking of ideas. And now I was like, oh, we were talking about how weird it is that they do this on TV. Uh, well, let's, sh- let's give them something to talk about. Let's do it on Patreon in audio. And uh, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go out and buy like, you know, some star magazine, some Us Weekly, some people, all these things. And we're going to have it spread. I was like, I'm going to put it on our corporate credit card. So that way I don't even pay for it. And then I was also I, I had to get some. What um, else have you been buying on our corporate credit card? Well, I also had to get some uh, air spray for the bathroom for pooping, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'll put that on the credit card and like, <laughs> I'll get like $3 and like, yeah, Tim will never notice that. But I did. I couldn't even do that because uh, I had so much trouble. I'm so furious. So that, that's the ends of my uh, trying to embezzle money. I was I was going to buy some Glade air freshener on the corporate dime. Uh so I walked have around. You contra- have you considered having less grotesque poops? Yeah, Tim. I think about it all the time. <laughs> I wish it were possible. More fiber, maybe? <sighs> I think I have too much fiber. I don't think you do have too much no, fiber. No, I have a lot of fiber, Tim. What do you eat? I eat trees. Oh, that's a lot of fiber. Yeah. <laughs> and paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if you chew gum, you could uh, eat the paper too. <laughs> yeah, people would say that shit like as kids. It's like, what? No, get out of here. Yeah, shut up. Um, Tim, I I went I went on a two mile walk today. I was out for an hour. I went to eight stores looking for any kind of tabloid magazines. I went to two delis, then a pharmacy, and then I went to a supermarket, two convenience stores, another supermarket, and finally I was like, let me Google magazines (laughs) Uh, or Google Maps. And actually, Google Maps didn't show anything. I was like, let me look at Apple Maps. And Apple Maps was like, there's a place, and it was like, it's kind of Wait, on you're my... using Apple Maps is why this is how desperate I was because Google Maps showed nothing. Should Apple Maps? Oh, like I don't like Google, but should Apple Maps exist? It's actually it's not bad. 
ever the apologist. <laughs> so finally, I I find Apple Maps tells me there's a place like it's somewhat on my way. At this point, I've walked pretty far from my home. Right. And it was hot today. It was 85 degrees. I mean, you walked a couple miles. Like, I walk here every week. That's a couple miles. Oh, well, la-di-da. Yeah. Well, it's in well, one direction. I was walking in all kinds of directions. Um, you oh, don't go outside no, much, right? No, I don't. But I forgot to mention that I also forgot my sunglasses and my AirPods. Oh, ooh. Yeah. So, you were just like, yeah, so you I'm had just, to come back. Once you realize you don't have your AirPods, you had to come back. If you're going for I a I like how quickly one, you changed your tune. That's like, you walked around for an hour with just your thoughts to think about. I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. I thought maybe, well, you were walking around with just your thoughts. Maybe you could, could have come up with a better concept for this episode. <laughs> maybe. But look, it's, it's too late now. Finally. And like. Tom, mm-hmm. you you ragged on me. You thought I did Who Wants to Be a Booksman Heir um, because I forgot to put up a, a poll right. for a book. Mm-hmm. I suspect that's why we're doing this now, that you forgot to put up a poll for the book or we're too lazy to put up a poll. No, But also, the way that I, I was like, oh, you know what? Like It would have been easier if I, did, if I could just read a few chapters of yeah. the book, but I'm going to put a few hours into this. If you were wa- you spent all that time that I spent, uh, you know, writing, scripting out uh, mm. the banter and uh, uh, coming up with questions and uh, putting together some great prize packages, <laughs> um, you spent that just walking around aimlessly. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, all cars on the table, Tim. We've already said we're going to do a Michael Crichton book uh, next. I could put up a poll and just start reading Jurassic Park because that's going to win. Right? I don't think so. I, I think Congo has some. So you you don't spend any time in the Discord. I do. I, I don't spend any time in the Congo. Yeah, I've been spending. And time ask yourself in the why that is, Tom. Because <laughs> nobody will talk to me otherwise. Um, so I'm I'm walking around aimlessly, not aimlessly, with with great purpose and direction. Are you going to put the Lost World on it? I was thinking about playing The Lost World instead of Jurassic Park, just because I never read The Lost... Oh, maybe I did read The Lost World. I didn't read The Lost World. I think I read it and didn't like it. And honestly, I could go for a reread of Jurassic Park, because I remember it being quite different from the movie. I remember my dad reading Jurassic Park and then telling me, there were some, like... Like some of it, like, because I was like 12 at the time, yeah. and he was just like, read it. There were some, you know, they would go on for three to four pages about chaos theory. Yeah. Then I just kind of skipped because it was boring to me. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be like you, old man. And yeah. I read it, and I just like, you know how when you read things, but you're not processing yeah, any of yeah. it? And it's yeah, just like, your brain starts wandering. Yeah. It was like, I technically read all that stuff about chaos theory, but like, I. I seem to remember, do you know, do you remember this? That I thought I could be, I literally, I read this book, I think when I was like 11 or 12. Mm. Um, But I think in the book, when they're like stranded in the park, they're like stranded there for a while, like, like a week or two. Whereas like in the movie, it's like overnight. Hmm. But I think in the book, it, it was more interesting because it was like, no, they're like, fuck, they're they're stuck in this park. They have to like get a, find a way to some kind of communication to get help. I mean, nothing's better than that movie. That movie is structured perfectly. Oh, yeah. And uh, I would be interested in like comparing the two. So mm-hmm. vote for Jurassic Park. That's mine. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to watch Sphere. I really liked Sphere when I when I read it. Yeah, Sphere was a cool book. And uh, then I had no interest in seeing the movie for some reason. The movie's not very good, yeah. as as I remember. Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, uh, and somebody else. But it was like the mo- the book dealt with like ideas more than like there's just just like not a lot of anything happens in the story. It's just basically people like sitting around and thinking about like, what the hell is this fear? <laughs> um, but 
to get back to my quest here, I uh, finally found a place called Coffee and News and and the descriptions are like magazines of all sorts. I was like, oh, fine, finally. And it was like somewhat on my I had to go a little bit out of my you way. You should have gone to goodies. But it was but it was on the in the general direction of uh, of my home. Tim, I walk into this place. First off, I walked in and startled the person working there who was obviously not used to anyone walking into this place. And from the outside through like the window, I could see, you know, the window was covered. The the glass door was covered with, you know, uh, advertisements and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can't really see, but I can see, oh, shit. Yes, they've got a big magazine rack. Great. Mm-hmm. I walk in, the magazine rack is about a third filled with entirely filled that just that third with waterlogged copies of Time Out New York. Huh. <laughs> that was it's not it. where I thought this was going. Nothing else. No actual magazines. I mean, Time Out New York's a magazine. It's free though, right? No, that's a... How much does mm, it cost? Probably like... Three ninety five. Yeah, it's not what. But it's also very of its time. It tells you what's going on in the city that week. That week, right? So, like back issues of Time Out New York. Are like useless. there are some filler articles in there. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, this person is is uh, in. This Broadway show, they play the fourth lead, and, yeah, and here's like, a profile. About yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's one of those magazines that uh, I think transitioned to the web fairly well because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like very timely information, yeah. and like people want to search. You know, they're like, hey, I'm looking to do this, or I'm looking to do something on this date. Let me just search and see what's going on. Not a not a great magazine to have as the only magazine that you stop. Why didn't you go to Penn Station and go to Hudson News? Because I'm not going to go all the way to Penn Station. It was, uh, why listen, didn't you go to Grand Central Station and go to Hudson News? No. What I should have done. Some of us put effort into our. I know. And if I hadn't already been walking around for an hour, I realized what I should have done was just walk to Target. And they would have had what I was looking for. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, why didn't you have me stop at Target on the way here? Because I didn't think about this stuff until my girlfriend mentioned it to me. when She was like, why were you gone all day? Tom, I'm sorry. You get you get you get a D plus for effort this week. I got two copies of the New York Post, Tim, a tabloid newspaper. Yeah, but like. We try not to get too political here. In the first, the 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 front pages, stinking blinking. Secretary of State has no answers for Afghan disaster. But on top of that, inside the Met Gala parties. Yeah. Did you go to the Met Gala this year, Tom? Um, I skipped it this year. Uh, I went. But it, let's leaf. I wore through. a very uh, provocative dress. <laughs> let's leaf through this a little bit. All right. uh, the first page is about uh, former uh, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, and like I don't know. It seems like there's like shit that's getting real in the weeds about like r- wrong things he did. They have a picture of him where he looks like a skeleton. <laughs> that's what he looks like, man. Yeah, but this is an unflattering. I don't think this is that unflattering, actually. Um, you mentioned this as not much of a scandal, but uh, he can keep the five point one million dollars he made selling his memoir, even though that uh, he had his staff write it. Is that what this? I don't know. It's a lot of words. Yeah. Uh, Tom, <laughs> even Regis and Kathy Lee, like, got prepped on what was what was in the newspapers. Tim, these a papers bit. have been sitting out uh, since you got here. You could have prepped at any point. Tricks of the trade, whip it good, celebs don raunchy fetish gear, and real doms weigh in. I don't understand this headline. <laughs> Tricks of the trade. Oh. 
Like a, uh, a prostitute's tricks. No, no, apostrophe oh, T-R-I-X. dominate tricks. Yeah, I thought this had to do with T-R-I-X. I thought it had to do with the cereal. <laughs> right. That somebody was going to be uh, dressed up as the tricks bunny. This is about uh, Madonna at the VMAs. Uh, which happened uh, very, very right down the right down the street from us, Tim. Uh, Madonna showed up at the VMAs wearing a dominatrix outfit. Uh, who She's would have so ever imagined? Uh, you know what? And I watched that on the VMAs, and and I like, you know, I'm a big like uh, pervert. <laughs> I don't know, just like a big, you know, whatever. People get themselves in a twist about Madonna doing provocative things. But I just felt like this was like so lazy. Where it was just like, uh, like the the interesting thing about Madonna was that like she was a shapeshifter. She would, you know, change her her look all the time and and her style. And now I feel like she she's stuck in like mid-90s provocative somehow. Do you remember when Tidal launched? Yeah. And they had all of the recording artists come and sign, and they were like co-owners, and they were like, yeah, they this made is it for like the a, artists. Yeah. And then they also had like people who were all worth at least $300 million <laughs> yeah. be like, I'm an owner in this. Yeah. And so like I'm getting the, and it's like, but she was one of them. Mm-hmm. And she, like, this was, what, like, seven or eight years ago? Yeah, probably. And she did the same kind of thing where it's like, I'm going to be provocative. And when she went to go sign the the contract, she put her leg up there in, like, a sexy, provocative <sighs> yeah. way. And, like, then looked at the camera and was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And it's just like, th- th- again, this is, in the 90s, people would have clutched their pearls. But, right. like... Now you're just like an old lady, like like very clearly trying to, uh, to be provocative. Yeah, and it's like I have no problems with, uh, you know, people point out her age all the time, and it's like I, I don't really care if if she's older and she wants yeah. to do stuff. But it's more just like, well, no, what you're doing isn't provocative anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think during uh, Pride, she like performed at like a gay bar and, you know, it was like a small show and it was like, oh, wow. Look at, and it's like, well, when you did that in the 90s, that was like really doing something. Yeah. But like, I don't know, there are like corporate gay bars now. <laughs> like it's not it's just not provocative. And it's just weird to me that she just seems like really out of the loop about because she's not. 63 nowadays for a musician is not that old. No. Uh, and she just seems like really strangely out of the loop. Yeah. A and nice I'll... lady, though. Is she? No, I think she's mean to everybody she meets. <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian apparently wore like a, a green man suit, but uh, black. No, but when she showed up at her hotel in New York, she wore a dominatrix. This is that big picture here, Tom. Oh, I see. That's her. Yeah. She wore a, like a whole like a gimp mask. Yeah. With zippers and everything, and not. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe the eye holes are unzipped here. I don't even know if they are. Yeah. She has a lot of handlers that will make sure she doesn't trip on the way into the hotel what do you think about her and kanye uh going splitsville kane um (laughs) i thought it was kane this whole time um it's fine you know what i did you watch the vmas (laughs) it's fine yeah i did watch them um did you see when megan so there's megan fox and machine gun kelly yeah Yes. They're an item. Yes. And then there's a hot tra- item. Then there's Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian. Yes. They're an item. Uh-huh. And you saw them like posing together. Yeah, in, like, they, the had, they had a picture of uh both couples tonguing. Yeah. And tongue kissing. I saw I saw Machine Gun Kelly win an award. Mm-hmm. And when and you know, traditionally you give your, your lover a peck mm-hmm. and then go up. 
They just stuck their tongues out and touched <laughs> tongues, and then he went up and accepted his award. It's like, is that what uh, the kids are doing instead of kissing? And also, I think both those people are older than I am, and I'm <laughs> yeah. old. Yeah. Uh, and also, these people feel so dirty. They feel like they need shit. Like, like, don't you think all these people like don't smell good? Um, I bet they smell great. I bet if you got close to Machine Gun Kelly, you'd probably be like, God, he smells fantastic. I don't know. I think they smell like eggs. <laughs> eggs in a in a carton? No, like cooked eggs. Cooked eggs. Okay. Not like well, rotten it's better eggs. than rotten yeah. eggs. Um I did see like uh uh I was reading a thing about how like I don't know, Megan Fox just seems like a very confusing person. Because she talks a lot about how, like, she's been undercut because, like, she's been so sexualized. Mm-hmm. And that's not all she is. But then, you know, uh, she is uh, tongue kissing. with, the- And there's nothing wrong with it. You do you. But, like... I don't want... No, I don't want to see two people on television sticking out their tongues and then licking each other's tongues. But I'm just saying, if you... French w- kissing is fine, but but it's obscured by the, the cheeks. If you're the French knew how to uh, leave a little bit to the <laughs> yeah. imagination. The, the French are famously discreet. Um but I just feel like I don't know if you're if you're showing up in like a string bikini with just like a sheer top and then like tongue kissing your boyfriend at every chance, fine, whatever. But then you can't be like the media just cares about m- my sexuality. It's like, well, that's that's what that's Seemingly, the only thing you really got to offer, Megan Fox. No, the good thing is she's a great actress. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, you can't really. I just watched a uh, an episode. I think she had an arc on New Girl. I've been watching yes, that show. Yeah, I, I, that was mentioned in this uh, uh, article. She just seemed shitty and mean. Like, just, like, the look of her face on it. Like, I think she's playing, like, a sympathetic character. Yeah. But you don't sympathize with her because she's just, like, she just looks like a mean lady. Is she any good at acting in it? No, not really. Have you ever seen um, This Is 40? Yes. A movie that I've oddly watched, like, a hundred times. It's on cable You know what? I've only watched it once, and I keep meaning to watch it again because I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 40 now, so. Yeah. Paul Rudd's life in this looks nothing like your life currently. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. And also, I'm I'm not 40 and still look like I'm 25. Yeah. Tom, do you know? You look like you're 15. Um, I remember there's a scene where he's trying to look at his butthole, maybe? Yeah, it's the opening scene. Yeah. Um, Do you know... uh, I mean, I can relate to that. Do you have any... uh, Can you stream live TV, like cable? Uh, No, I don't think so. I don't have cable. Most cable channels Mm -hmm. are, like, owned by Viacom now. Yeah. And so, like... And they're all. <laughs> they just showed this is forty all the time. Well, linear TV is so weird. Yeah. Like I think this is forty actually shows up on the like FX, FXX, like oh, yeah. and other Fox owned. Well, I was thinking about which it. are now di- Disney. Um, uh, even watching the VMAs, I was like, this isn't just weird because of the like MTV doesn't even show music videos anymore. It's like MTV shows ridiculousness. Like twenty four hours a day. Uh, yeah, literally. they they have nothing to do. Like at least before they were playing uh, TV shows where they would like use music in it. Yeah, but um. So anyway, yeah, and if you saw like the VMAs were on mm-hmm. twelve channels that night. Oh, oh! Like, I didn't they know just, that. Okay, they just take because linear TV is nothing. Nobody yeah, watches. Yeah, yeah. So when they actually have something to show, they're like put it on everything. Yeah. Any given time, you can watch Tommy Boy. <laughs> Tommy Boy is on country music television uh, or MTV or VH1 or like any number of uh, like uh, of the I'm other. Gl- I'm glad you told me this. And I was about to buy it on DVD for $3.99 <laughs> and now you're telling me I can just sign up for cable. Yeah, it's only $65.99 <laughs> a month for uh, <laughs> the basic channels. <laughs> No, but they have this weird thing where it's like there's a couple of movies that are just 
always on on various channels. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, wow, David Spade probably made more <sighs> yeah. this year in 2021 from those airings of Tommy Boy mm-hmm. than I've made in the last two decades. Yeah. Well, well done, David Spade. A good man from all, by all accounts. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm he, sure he's fine. Yeah, it seems like he he's like... Uh, portrays himself as he is, which is like kind of shitty. Yeah, <laughs> but he owns it. That he's like, I like dating young models, mm. but I haven't heard any like bad things about him. Like Kate uh, Spade's brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, it's where the Spade came from. Mm-hmm. Um, twist in Li Mystery: Missing Gals. Bo speaks. What is it? What page is this? Uh, it's the one after that because I skipped like a page of political stuff. You know about this uh, this case of missing uh, missing persons. I've been seeing this, and it's very obvious the boyfriend is the culprit, right? Yeah, because it's like one of these things where like he immediately like got a lawyer and refused to uh, talk to the police. Yeah, refused to help, and it's like, well, nobody. You know, uh, this this uh, your your girlfriend or former girlfriend is missing. <laughs> We're desperately trying to find her. And if somebody's like, I no, I can't help. No, it's like, well, yeah, why not, though? Why not, though? Again, I'm all for I get like if I were in this situation and I were completely innocent, I would get a lawyer immediately. Because you you have to to protect yourself. Do you have a lawyer that like if you were if the cops? No, I have no idea what I would do. Knocked on your door right now and we're like, Tom, you're you're wanted for the uh, you know disappearance, the the murder of Tim that you've like never even heard of. Yeah, like um, but I have like a a few friends who are lawyers that I would reach out to who I would hope could like refer me to somebody yeah, or at least refer me to somebody who would know who to refer me to. The thing that I found confusing about this, Mm -hmm. there's like stuff's happening in Florida, yeah, and that's like where the boyfriend Utah went. Yeah. and Wyoming and uh, Long Island. Yeah, and I was just like, this is just too many places to keep track of. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just uh, and like we're all—it's all a charade. This happens all the time. Yeah. This happens constantly. Like, I'm sure in the New York area it happens, and then like in every other area, this plays out. Like, we all pretend like we don't know, like for sure that this right. man. Uh, murdered this this woman. Yeah, and like we're all gonna go through the same motions that we do every time. We did this two years ago. We did it two years before. Like every two years, this happens. And uh, I don't know. Just uh, but what else are you gonna do? Just automatically assume this guy's guilty? I mean, that's what I'm doing. But like, (laughs) but I don't know if like the police should do that. No, I'm not. I'm not here to advise the police. Mm Hmm. Look, I'm more Tim, concerned I was, with... Tim, I was understood that you've been frequently consulted as a psychic by the police. No, I'm more concerned with the 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 other story on this page in the corner. The headline is, Broadway is back, <laughs> baby! And, and what does this say? Standing ovations played on Broadway's unofficial reopening night, occasionally interrupted by a musical. Oh! The Great White Way... Returned to pre-pandemic form Tuesday with Hamilton, Wicked, and The Lion King making their 2021 de- debuts. You know, would you go to go to see a, a, a Broadway show right now? Uh, if I gave you free tickets to Hamilton, if you tomorrow, gave me free tickets, maybe. Well, you don't like musicals. Uh no, but I really like that David Byrne musical that they put on HBO. Yeah, did you watch it? Yeah. We've talked about it on the show. Did it make you uh, almost, uh, did it make you tear up a little bit? Yeah, I loved it. Like that more than any other musical that I've watched on television, like felt like an actual performance, but then simultaneously made me really want to see it live. Yeah. Uh, It's coming back. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see that. 
uh, live. It, 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 I just really liked it. It was very good, I thought. Uh, and I'm normally like, normally I like plays, Tim. I like to have a story unfold in front of me. I mean, that happens in musicals. Some, I mean, not in American Utopia. Yeah, but. exactly, Tim. But it always happens in plays. Okay. <laughs> uh, so to answer your question, if somebody gave me free tickets, I would risk going to a musical and like deal with like the hassle of all of it. What's uh, the hassle? Eh, getting into the city and like showing your card and. I mean, things that were not a hassle previously are now a, uh, understood as a huge hassle to me. Uh, next page. Uh, you don't like doing anything. No, not really. I do, but uh, but to like... What do you like to do? But to like get the momentum up, what I don't do like. What do you like to do? Uh, I mean, so an example... Uh, weekend before last, I was at the Jersey Shore. I was at the beach, and I loved it. But like the act of like driving there, I was dreading. Mm-hmm. I don't like traveling. I like you being... don't like logistics. Yeah, I like being somewhere. Mm-hmm. You and should be rich. Immediate. Oh, I should be rich, Tim. I've been thinking about that. Uh, yeah. If I if it was like, hey. Uh, you know, like a, a black car is going to pick you up, drive right to this place. You'll just walk in. And then once it's over, you go back to the car and, and drive away. I would love that. I would do shit every night, but I just really don't like the logistics of, uh, mm-hmm. getting around in New York city lately. Uh, and I get why people get tired of it. Uh, next page, Norm Macdonald's death. Uh, we talked about this, uh, personally a lot. Uh, he was a hero to both of us for sure. Uh, definitely. He was the funniest guy that ever was. Yeah. There's never been somebody who I thought was funnier. And there's nobody like him. Uh, and like, nobody. The rare comedian that was getting funnier with age, I felt like too, like was getting like sharper. You do you disagree? Um, I think uh, I think as people age, I uh, I didn't agree with a lot of not a lot, but like some things that he would say I didn't agree with, but I thought he was always getting better as a comedian, like yeah. getting oh, better yeah. at delivering a joke and crafting a joke and I think the thing that and 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 he he hid his uh yeah. cancer uh, SNL grade 61 kept his cancer fight secret this the subhead says yeah um and I think what I've always liked with, about him is like look I knew I probably didn't um line up with his politics yeah um, but like he was agnostic when it came to that. He was just like, I'm about the craft of yeah. making people laugh and like the jokes. And like, he always played like he was dumber than he was yeah, way dumber and, than like, he actually was. And, and all of this was just like a crafted thing. Everything was crafted to be like, I'm going to engineer this to be funny. Right. So like, but when simultaneously, I'm going to make it seem like I put no effort into this at all. Exactly. Um, so like, I do feel like his earnestness came through yeah. as he was secretly, um, dealing with this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think his, his, uh, his philosophy of like, None of this, like, like none of the outside, none of the bigger picture is going to like inform the the comedic craft. Yeah, I think he kind of like breached that a little bit, mm-hmm. and it makes that like last uh, Letterman appearance make a lot more sense. The way that he like broke down and cried about Letterman and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. he got. He was against sentimentality and yeah. sentiment, like, and uh, and then he got kind of sentimental at the end with good reason. Yeah, but like, 
It was just like, nah, I think the, the sentimental stuff kind of like, this is a shitty thing to say. Anyway, I don't think. <laughs> I like the sentimental stuff. I like it too, but I yeah. think it also was at odds with his um, comedic philosophy. Uh, in, uh, I think. Because like Weekend Update, it was mm-hmm. just like taking all sentimental stuff out of it right yeah. it's just like jokes it was ro- it was just like yeah and he was all about being as like blunt as possible saying mm-hmm. things as plainly as possible yeah and um yeah but i think he was the same way in his later years uh about like his emotions being like as blunt and like yeah uh, straightforward as possible like you know him telling david letterman i love you yeah. Uh, where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to like have a flowery monologue. I'm just going to break. I love you. Like yeah. uh, that. That's what it amounts to. Uh, and uh, I, I I don't think it was at odds. I think it uh, I think there was definitely I think it was at odds with what he said his his stated goals were. But also like, yeah, but I there's nobody funnier than him ever who ever lived, yeah. in my opinion. Like he is my favorite comedian of all time. And yeah. I'm fucking devastated that he died. It was. Yeah, it it hit me like, a, I mean, not a lot harder than I thought because I just wasn't expecting it. Uh, yeah, that was like very rough news. Uh, that that was a guy that you know expected to be like a Rodney Dangerfield type that was just like always around, just always, uh, you know, popping up on talk shows and being extremely funny every time and putting stand up specials out every few years that were that were funny. Like I don't know, he he was like very careful about. He was very thoughtful about his craft, but also I think viewed it as like disposable. Like was just kind of like, yeah, like this is for laughs, and I'll come up with more jokes. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm. Uh, he, j- he just seemed to like kind of keep moving on stuff. Yeah, the cool thing is, well, I didn't. While well, I didn't realize it at the time, like there is a huge body of work that I think hopefully will continue to be on earth there's still like you know a ton of like weekend update stuff from the 90s that yeah, i feel that like, like i've been lost available. the time but like i feel like that might become available again yeah um and then he's just he did a lot of stuff there's a lot of stand up there's a lot of talk show appearances on youtube his book fucking rules but yeah i've been very surprised in all this uh you know people it's been very nice it's like maybe one you know very sad but one of the nicest days on twitter because people were just like posting clips of his and like jokes of his and stuff uh and i was shocked i didn't see anybody talk about his uh his book that came out a few years ago yeah that was uh, hilarious especially like i listened to the audiobook because it's him reading it uh and yeah i i've i i think it was just like this took people like by such surprise uh, that i think people took for granted like ah this guy's always going to be around that he never was he wasn't at that point where like people were starting to like kind of collect everything he did into like i don't know some kind of like central repository or something uh it was just like oh here's like a random clip of him on conan here's a random clip of his stand-up a random clip from his tv show his TV show, like I've never watched his TV show. Uh, I watched every episode, and that you know, there's a lot of episodes of that. Like, yeah. I feel like there's, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's like a ton of his stuff that, uh, you know, very few people have seen. Do you feel? I feel this shitty thing that I feel bad about feeling, but just kind of like when you see people like tweeting things like. You see that uh, Conan appearance where he's uh, ragging on Courtney Thorne Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like retweeted by like, I don't know, some fucking bro. Do yeah. you feel a little bit of territorial thing? Like I do feel like 
this guy, like, I saw Dirty Work the day it came <laughs> out. This guy has been, like, my favorite person of all time for 25 years. And now, screw you bros who are just like, yo, this clip yeah. means so much to me. And, like, that's, that's a shitty thing. I mean, he resonated with people. Yeah, I mean, with... I I saw some of what you're talking about, you know, uh, some people that I don't like some, yeah. sol- you know, uh, uh, big name people. Um, but I kind of think that I'm like, uh, this person like probably never talked about him before. Mm. And this is probably the first and last time they're ever going to talk about him. Like, I don't know. Uh, shitty people are gonna like people that you like, and yeah, that... it, was a, it wasn't a secret that Norm Macdonald was funny. I wasn't yeah. like <laughs> the one guy that was like, "Hey, you know who's funny? Norm Macdonald." Yeah, the funniest guy who ever lived. Anyway, uh, the next page. Oh, isn't that rich? Socialist AOC's free bling ticket to gala. Uh, it is a- AOC wearing a tax the rich? Uh, dressed to the Met Gala. Yeah, I saw her there when I went to the Met Gala. <laughs> I was wearing a uh, a similar dress. I was wearing a suit that said, I'm rich. No, I was wearing one that said, stop chewing gum. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like... That's my big thing. I'm sick yeah. of people chewing gum. Yeah, I mean this, uh, you know, I don't know, it's an overblown fucking controversy, but she knows that, like, she knew this would cause a stir, and, you know, that 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 was what her aim was, so it's like all these people being mad, it's like, uh, she wanted a dialogue about this. I do think I it's funny... This is the New York Post's yeah. MO saying like, oh, so you care about poor people, huh? But you're not really, really, really poor. <laughs> yeah. Huh. No, it's just interesting. Well, you you but claim then... to care about these people who are poor, but you yourself are not, are not living poor. in poverty. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's just interesting to me. Well, and then they also like to say... Uh, why should we listen to some dumb, poor bartender? Yeah. But (laughs) then it was like, oh, you were just pretending to be poor. You actually lived in freaking Westchester. Yeah. Yeah. Where literally everybody's extremely rich. Uh, yeah, you can't win. Yeah. Um, hey, so don't play the game. I mean, that's, that's, uh, I, I've talked about, uh, this, like, uh, uh, you know, this argument I saw one time about uh, like Mark Ruffalo, you know, he was saying something similar and they're like somebody in the comments or whatever was like, Mark Ruffalo is worth $30 million. And he's telling us, it's like Mark Ruffalo is talking about people who are worth a thousand times what he's <laughs> worth. Like that's insane. And that shouldn't like, you don't understand that it's like Mark Ruffalo is much closer to you than he is a uh, Jeff Bezos or uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. That's it. And that, sh- that should be insane to you because he is insanely rich. All of that said, yeah, I think Mark Ruffalo should give me some of his money. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to buy a Dave and Buster's with it. <laughs> well, what if the one question is, you're not going to buy a David Buster's with this, are you? No, I think he'd like that. Yeah, he'd be like, he'd will you put be. a Hulk game in it? <laughs> hey, can I come? And yeah. I'll pretend to be the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, sure, Mark. <laughs> uh, the next couple of pages is just all like sad stuff. No, it's Billy Eyelash. Well, Billy Eyelash is in here. Uh, beaming Billy, a scarlet legger, because she was wearing a dress that was leggy. Oh, does she have uh like tattoos? Is that what that is, or is that just part of the? Uh... Hope she ditched the big bad wolf because she's dressed in red, like yeah. a little red Riding Hood. Billie Eilish paints the town red Monday night at the Met Gala, where on the red carpet she had initially stunned in a muted Oscar De La Renta gown. The 19-year-old rocker 
Then she's a rocker now. Then changed <laughs> outfits into this bright ensemble, also by De La Renta. Later, still, Tom, another costume change. At an after party, she changed again into a sleeveless black mini dress. Hey, Billie Eilish is living her best life, Tom, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean. It makes sense. Like you're one of the biggest uh, stars of today and probably, uh, you know, these top tier designers are fighting. Oscar de la Renta of all yeah, people. And the y- boxer. <laughs> probably. Uh, he's out of the hospital. He's doing great now. Uh, and probably, uh, you know, at some point, you know, probably, it, probably with these designers, it did come to fisticuffs at some point. Yeah. And she probably said, hey, 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 everybody, relax. I can wear all the dresses. I'll just do some costume changes. Yeah. There's hey, an she's a- accustomed to that during her live music tour. Yeah, so. she was like, guys, I do this all the time. I run backstage. I have to put on a new dress or a new outfit. It's fine. Tim, we're running out of time here. Uh, what the hell is this? What? You got, you got, look at the bottom of page 13. It says headline. <laughs> Duncan <laughs> just opens. Put headline. Got- Duncan opens first digital only restaurant in Boston. Does it serve only digital donuts? And is that the whole article? Yeah. No, that think- is the whole article. What the fuck? They just needed to fill up like a tiny little But square. I want to know all about this d- digital only Oh, restaurant. I know about it, Tim. Uh, they open a Dunkin' Donuts where... It's a ghost kitchen, kind of? Yeah, where it's like, uh, I think you can only order ahead. Like, you can use the app to order ahead. Yeah. Where it's like, there's just a pickup window. Okay. And I yeah, mean... I don't need to talk about it. Well, I mean, honestly, it's like, ah, that's probably the way most shit's going to go. Uh, you know, we, we've both talked about experiences where we're in line and somebody orders using, uh, I guess it was just me. And this was at Dunkin Donuts. Somebody ordered using the app to cut me in line. And I was furious. You should have gotten the app, Tom. Oh boy. Hey, uh, it's an Sorry app. Sorry. I wanted to we have just an live in it. interaction with an actual human being. Where's page, page six isn't on page six. Page six, Tim is not the, the New York times. Whoa, Gristini's meet Kelsey Grammer. This is tomorrow. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, Kelsey will be at the stores with his new beers? Tom, do you want to go to this? <laughs> He'll sign any four packs of these beers that you purchase. <laughs> Tom, where is this? Uh, University Place in 8th. That's where I used to live. That and- was my freshman year dorm. <laughs> Well, then it's easy for you to get back to. And 8th Avenue and 54th Street. No, where is... where? What What is this? I do want to go to this. Uh, no, there are two different Gristidis locations. And uh, he has two beers. Faith no, American what Ale. What page is it on? Is oh, I don't know. Uh, page 23. Okay, thank you. It's... Uh, it's a full page ad, Tim. You can't miss it. Kelsey Grammer's name is in big print. I'll sign any four five. Holy I want shit. I want him to sign you know like a Fraser box set. I bet he'll do that too. Faith American Ale and Calico Man IPA. Those are Kelsey Grammer's new beers. Tom, I'm gonna go to this tomorrow. Yeah, I'll go to this if you want. Um, you nine. think is there gonna be like a crazy line? How many people want to meet Kelsey Grammer? <laughs> Not <think>? many. <laughs> How many people want to buy Kelsey Grammer's beer and then have him sign it? I would think he would come out with wine. No. He ordered beer on Cheers, but he ordered wine. He was a big wine guy yeah, on Yeah, uh, I mean, unless Fraser. he's going to come out with sherry. Yeah, which, you know, that's not a very popular wine for people to drink. No, it's more, it's known as a cooking wine, Tom. Or like a dessert wine, I think. Or cooking wine. So, Tim, you said print journalism was dead. But look, how else would you find out that Kelsey Grammer is going to be at Gristidi's tomorrow? Holy shit. I'm Two s- different Gristidi's. Tom, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, probably not that many people will be there because who expects Kelsey Grammer to be at a Christie's? If I show up with my pregnant wife who... <laughs> Don't drag your pregnant wife to this. Tom, do you know how much Frasier we watch in my house yeah. these days? Uh, I don't know exactly. I know your wife's a Frasier fan, though. We are. We have become Frasier fanatics, maniacs. Yeah, Frasier fucking fanatics. <laughs> Frasier addicts. Um, I'm excited about this, Tom. All right. Well, thank you, you for bringing. Like, I was gonna say before this, before <laughs> the last two minutes. I was going to say, this was a complete failure, and we're going to lose so many patrons because of it. Right. But now- And I still think we're going to lose a lot of patrons yeah, because, because they're going to hear this idea. on Friday, and they're going to be like, what the fuck? I could have gone to Gristidi's yesterday. Yeah. Do you think uh, Kelly and Regis would have brought this up if they were uh, leafing through this paper? Frazier? Yeah. That, no, I don't think they- I doubt they were allowed they to talk comment about the on ads. the ads. Yeah. But I don't it's, know, it's a friend of the show, Kelsey Grammer. Oh, I don't know if he's ever. What appeared. if he was going to be on later that week to promote his new beers? Hmm. <laughs> then they might have allowed it. But like, I don't think they would have been allowed to say Christides. You know Maybe, what I mean? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> You well, know, Gristides is, is owned by like a right wing maniac, right? I mean, and they put this ad in a right wing maniac <laughs> newspaper. Yeah, and uh, guess what? I didn't Kelsey know it, is. but I but I could assume that like anyone that owns like a successful business in New York. Yeah, this guy like runs for mayor a lot. And yeah, shit. Like, exactly. One of, those guys. One, yeah. one of those type of guys. It's like, I run a successful business in New York. I could run the whole city. Um, all right. <laughs> I, I, I can't think about anything else. <laughs> well, that's probably a good place to end this episode of Tim and Tom Talk Tabloids uh, on a, a fantastic finale where Tim's learned some very important information that may save his marriage, as I understand. <laughs> Thank you for being a patron. We love you very much. See you next week.